0: Hello, and welcome to Activism with the AD. My name is Alex Denham, and I will be talking today about the book Unsettled Belongings by Abu El-Haj. Reading Unsettled Belongings was very difficult for me. Uh, I grew up in a conservative Christian household, and many of the notions in this book are from the perspective of Palestinian-American students and families, which is a lot of the opposite of the perspectives from my upbringing. In many cases, I am like the teachers in this book, holding to nationalistic ideologies and merging them with my own beliefs, creating an implicit bias towards Middle Eastern and Muslim students. And in reality, I haven't taught many Middle Eastern or Muslim students, nor have I really interacted with many Middle Eastern or Muslim people in my life. And much of this is due to my upbringing and biases of avoidance. El Hajj really makes me reconsider my perspectives on the conflicts happening in Israel and Palestine, and and asks the question of who is an American and how do you create community inside of America with uh, with Middle Eastern Muslim Palestinian students. Unsettled Belongings by Abu El-Haj adds to the discussion of educational inclusion of Palestinian-American students. As conflict continues to rage in the Middle East between Palestinians and Israelis, many of these Palestinian students have dual nationalities, both to America, in which they were born, and Palestine, in which their family belongs. El-Haj follows a group of Palestinian-American students at regional high as they come to terms with their inclusivity and how the concepts of the American imaginary create an exclusionary barrier for these students. At the crux of this book is this question, what makes you an American, your birth or your culture? The first topic I want to talk about is this idea of nationalism being a bias. Uh, as El Haj explains clearly in the conclusion of her book, nationalism has consequences in the classroom. Uh, we've learned through our other books that we've read in this book series and on the different podcasts that we've listened to that that teachers have biases and political stances, and you have to ask yourself what is the goal of being a teacher? Are you supposed to be someone who is in the middle and can see both sides and teach the facts and let students create uh, their their thought processes on this and create critical thinking skills or are we to be um, are we supposed to be pushing our political stances on other students and in the wake of 9/11 these biases these biases negatively impacted the Palestinian Americans even in the reality of tolerance and that we're not going to tolerate intolerance um, Post 9-11, which is where I really grew up in, I was in elementary school whenever 9-11 happened, there became a very pro-America stance. And when there's a pro-America stance, on the opposite side of that, you could also have a anti-Palestinian, anti-Middle Eastern, anti-Muslim stance that is the opposite side of that same coin. So being able to reflect and recognize that these are the biases that you have. This is stuff that I have had and I'm I'm dealing with that. I'm trying to trying to work through. Being able to recognize everybody as a human being, but also recognize the historical hurt and the generational pain that has gone through in the Palestinian culture um, can really impact what is happening to Palestinian American students. Palestinian-American youth struggle with the concept of nationalism because they have they they have a dual nationalism, dual nationalist leanings. They lean both towards the land of Palestine because that's where their family is from, and that's where their history is, and the liberties and freedoms of America. Uh, there's a story of this girl named Samira in Chapter 2 that highlights this dichotomy. Uh, in which she was denied American rights due to her Palestinian label in Israel. So just like teacher implicit bias towards African Americans and Hispanic, Latinx, uh, ELL students, teachers can have implicit bias towards Palestinian, Middle Eastern, and Muslim students. Um, And this was very prevalent after uh, the tragedy of 9-11. And teachers must recognize these biases and address them just like you would with any other uh, student group. Nationalism can be a big part of this implicit bias. And when the love for your country overtakes our love for our neighbor and our community, then our nationalism becomes a form of religion or a false god and idol to our belief systems. And then we lose sight of our goal as educators and as humans, which is to create community in our schools. The last thing I really want to talk about is the differences between Allen Creek High School, in which we talked about uh, in Silver's book in the last podcast, uh, and Regional High, which is in El Hodge's book in this uh, podcast and this book. Um, At the core, both of these books by Silver and El Hodge are about belonging. Uh, In Allen Creek, uh, the school was a resource center for Hispanic and Latin American uh, students. Allen Creek did this, created this community uh, by creating clubs and extracurricular activities, sports, community uh, for Hispanic and Latin American students. And they did this purposefully with intent to create a different narrative and to create that, those the bonds uh, for these students. At regional high, the Palestinian-American students were not given many opportunities to create community until El-Hajj came in with her team and created their after-school club. Even during something during school like World Culture Day, uh, in which a bunch of... A bunch of students would choose either their heritage land or they would just choose a country and then they would highlight the good parts of the country, having a table and a trifold poster and all that kind of stuff. Palestinian students were either denied entry into those programs or had barriers to entry. And since these students find their cultural identity through their Palestinian lineage, it was like the school was telling them that their identity uh, did not belong in the school or was not real. I believe the schools need to become a communal focal point for resources for all students. That includes Palestinian-American students. Regional high, through their emphasis on tolerance, should create more opportunities for cultural pride for their Palestinian-American students. As Allen Creek High School did for their Hispanic and Latin American students. We need teachers that will become activists for these Palestinian, Middle Eastern, Muslim students, just like we would advocate for Hispanic, Latin American students, African American students, and LGBTQ plus students. The question that El-Hajj brings to the table is this question of identity. Um, what makes you an American? What makes you American citizen? for many of the students in in this book, it was about a dual identity, their identity as a Palestinian that was proud of their land and their family in the Middle East, and that there was uh, Israeli occupiers in their land, which adds to the larger conflict going on between Palis- uh, Palestine and Israel. And the other side of it is this idea of the American freedoms that students have and their American identities through those liberties that are here in America. And I can't really answer the question of what makes you an American. My, my opinion on that is you're born here. You should be considered an American, but also if you believe in, in, the ideals of america the in in the founding of idea of america there's a difference between what america is doing now and what america was founded on and the idea the identity that america was founded on as a revolution during the american revolution was the idea of life liberty the pursuit of happiness that all men are created equal to try to achieve those things because we have unalienable rights and unalienable in that sense, means that they are rights that you are born with, and they do, it doesn't matter if you were born in Palestine or born in America. Those rights are with you. So what makes somebody an American? What gives somebody an identity? Well, to become an American, you really have to be aware of your unalienable rights. And fight for those whose rights are being taken away or hindered due to systemic racism, to political conflicts, uh, or even something as simple as their viewpoint is being held back in a school classroom discussion. And that's kind of the where I see this, what makes you an American idea. So this, it's, it's, it's this idea of belonging. Where do you belong and where do you find your identity? And I'll be honest, I don't find my identity in, I don't find my identity in America as a nation. I don't find my identity uh, through my family. I don't find my identity through my friend group. I find my identity through my relationship with Jesus Christ and my relationship with him because I know that my identity is that I am His and I have a purpose on this earth to make His name known and glorified and to love others as I've loved myself. Um, as I love myself correctly, I can help love others compassionately, and that's where my identity really comes from. So the idea of what makes somebody an American for me doesn't also—it's a separate question to what is your identity. And for some people, that those identities get merged with what—what what does it mean to be an American? Thanks for listening to the Teacher Activist Podcast. Follow me on Instagram at the underscore AD underscore 33. And for more content, listen to the Out of School Suspension Podcast. Next time, we'll be talking about the book Separated, Family and Community in the Aftermath of an Immigration Raid. Until next time, thanks for listening.